Welcome to Mother Miriam Live on the Station of the Cross Catholic Radio Network with live video streaming brought to you by LifeSite News and the Station of the Cross. Call Mother with your questions at 1-877-511-5483 or email her at mother at thestationofthecross.com. You can view the live stream on Facebook at Mother Miriam Live. Now, here's Mother Miriam. Good morning, beloved family. How are you doing? I pray that you're doing well. Um, I am doing fine, and it's good to be with you. And it was truly wonderful to be with you last week on the fun drive. You are all absolutely amazing, um, truly amazing. And um, you, you gave, you sacrificed, and the fun drive went so very well. I need to tell you um, that the Station of the Cross yet did not make its needed goal, and so um, I've, I've learned that that is not unusual for so many generous people to give and still not make the goal to keep the doors open and the lights on. So um, I think you'll be hearing from the Station of the Cross by letter or email or even now through through my voice that um, if you were not able to give during the fun drive um, and are able now, your gift is needed. It's still needed no matter what it is, from $10 to 1000 It's still needed, beloved. So please know that. Um, I'm going to get information during the break about the Men's March in Florida that the Station of the Cross is sponsoring and encourage you, encourages you all to be there um, to join if you can. Men in ties and suits, you can bring women and children, it's fine, but it really is men speaking out against abortion and it's so, so, so very needed. Um, you know we're in this fight for Roe v. Wade to be overturned and abortion to become illegal in the United States, or at least not legalized, that doesn't mean it'll abolish abortion. It just says that um, it will not be completely legal uh, through the federal government. It will return to the state, which is proper. Everything, education, uh, laws should be run by the states. Um, we are supposed to be the United States, not the communist-controlled states. So the um, um, Supreme Court justices who are um, for voting for the overturn of Roe v. Wade um, are really being attacked. Uh, they've got um, demonstrations outside their homes. Their lives are being threatened. Uh, support them, beloved. Don't back down. Uh, support them. Send them notes. Say, don't back down. You're our heroes. We need you to support life and not um, counter it. So um, pray, beloved. Pray that they'll be strong and stay strong. And Roe versus Wade will be overturned. Whoever, um, you all know this by now, I'm sure, whoever leaked the potential result of it being overturned, began a firestorm in the Democratic Party to do everything they have, including invading Catholic churches, to reverse that. Um, 
reversed Roe v. Wade being overturned. We are an army. We are the church militant. We have to prevent that from happening. So pray, beloved. Uh, protect our senators. Um, protect the Supreme Jor- uh, Court justices. Pray for them. And um, pray that they will continue to be strong and, and do what is right. Um, let me mention that um, you are welcome to call in, as always, during the whole program now. You don't have to wait um, until um, the break. Uh, and I just got a note um, from um, Station of the Cross and I, with the Men's mark, March uh, information. Um, I'm going to read it, but I'm, I'm also, let me just see if it's put up on the screen. Not yet, but hopefully it'll be put up on the screen. Um, and it is um, themensmarch.com, all one word, small letters, themensmarch.com forward slash, slash uh, this is all hyphenated, the National Men's March to End Abortion. June 11th, 2022, in Tallahassee, Florida. All hyphenated, every word. So, https colon two forward slashes, themensmarch.com, one word, no hyphens, and then forward slash, and every single word and number is hyphenated now. The National Men's March to End Abortion, June 11th, 2022 in Tallahassee, Florida. And I'm, again, I'm going to, I don't see it yet, but I'm, I'm going to hope that that address is being put up on the screen. And beloved, feel free to call in with anything on your heart um, to encourage your fellow fathers and, and young men and fathers with sons to march together in Tallahassee. Um, uh, and uh, call in with anything during this hour that's on your heart. And the toll-free number, one 511 5483 or email at mother at thestationofthecross.com. You can uh, text at the phone number as well. Um, I want to read a passage of Scripture to you because it's, it's not coming true. It's long ago come true. Um, and it is the book of Romans. Hold on a moment. I have to get the verses for you. It's the end of Romans 1, um, right through. Now hold on now. Romans 1, through to. It's the entire chapter. Let me see if I can bring it up here and I'll read it to you. Um, Starting at verse 18 in Romans, he said, well, I'm going to start in verse 16. Apostle Paul says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel. It is the power of God for salvation to everyone who has faith, to the Jew first and also to the Greek, because the gospel was brought to the Jew first not only to the Jews, but through them came the Savior of the world. For in, the, in it, in the gospel, in the good news of God made man who died for our sins and rose from the dead, for in it the righteousness of God is revealed through faith 
for faith as it is written he who through faith is righteous shall live and then he goes on for the wrath of god is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and wickedness of men who by their wickedness suppress the truth for what can be known about god is plain to them because god has shown it to them ever since now listen to this Ever since the creation of the world, God's invisible nature, namely his eternal power and deity, has been clearly perceived in the things that have been made, so they are without excuse. For although they knew God, they did not honor him as God or give thanks to him, but they became futile in their thinking and their senseless minds were darkened. Claiming to be wise, they became fools and exchanged the glory of the immortal God for images resembling mortal man or birds or animals or reptiles. I don't know, dear ones, if you saw the news. Uh, I looked at Fox News last night and the demonstration of those uh, who were invading and demonstrating at St. Patrick's in New York um, and one particular woman um, was, was dressed in what was less than a bathing suit. Uh, horrible, absolutely horrible. And she had um, soft dolls, children's dolls, tied together. And she, um, and this is even gross to tell you, but she had her position on the ground as if she gave birth to them. And she stood up and she was ripping them apart. And she says, I kill babies, I kill babies, I kill babies. The most foul things coming from her mouth. Uh, That woman had to be possessed. Absolutely horrible. And, And demonstrated that she knew that abortion is murder. She's not killing cells or tissues. She's not saying, I have a right. She's saying, I kill babies. That's what I do. Um, for any bishop, for any priest to support abortion, for any bishop or priest and the USCCB to not refuse, to not vote to refuse President Biden, the Eucharist, when he is responsible for killing millions of babies through the law, um, there's no way anyone who votes for abortion or allows someone to receive the Holy Eucharist who is for abortion is not on his way to heaven. There's no way on earth. You support the murder of babies and you say my faith is private and you support the murder of babies, you are on your way to hell. It's the only conclusion. You are utterly deceived if you think you can live your Catholic faith or call yourself a Catholic um, because of your own uh, judgment or evil mind. You, You are not Catholic and you are not on your way to heaven. And unless you deeply repent, um, you will spend eternity in hell. This is not my opinion. This is the teaching of our Lord Jesus Christ who gave our church and gave the law. Um, there's the music, dear ones, for our um, our break. So feel free, call in. 
with anything on your heart. We'll be right back. Please join Father Mark Noonan in praying the Litany of Humility. O Jesus, meek and humble of heart, hear me. From the desire of being esteemed, deliver me, Jesus. From the desire of being loved, deliver me, Jesus. From the desire of being extolled, deliver me, Jesus. From the desire of being honored, deliver me, Jesus. From the desire of being praised, deliver me, Jesus. From the desire of being preferred to others, deliver me, Jesus. From the desire of being consulted, deliver me, Jesus. From the desire of being approved, deliver me, Jesus. From the fear of being humiliated, deliver me, Jesus. From the fear of being despised, deliver me, Jesus. From the fear of suffering rebukes, deliver me, Jesus. From the fear of being calumniated, deliver me, Jesus. From the fear of being forgotten, deliver me, Jesus. From the fear of being ridiculed, deliver me, Jesus. From the fear of being wronged, deliver me, Jesus. From the fear of being suspected, deliver me, Jesus. That others may be loved more than I, Jesus grant me the grace to desire it. That others may be esteemed more than I, Jesus grant me the grace to desire it. That in the opinion of the world others may increase and I may decrease, Jesus grant me the grace to desire it. That others may be chosen and I set aside, Jesus grant me the grace to desire it. That others may be praised and I unnoticed, Jesus grant me the grace to desire it. That others may be preferred to me in everything, Jesus grant me the grace to desire it. That others may become holier than I, provided that I may become as holy as I should. Jesus grant me the grace to desire it. Amen. Welcome to Mother Miriam Live on the Station of the Cross Catholic Radio Network with live video streaming brought to you by LifeSite News and the Station of the Cross. Call Mother with your questions at 1-877-511-5483 or email her at mother at thestationofthecross.com. Welcome back, beloved, to Mother Miriam Live. We are live. I'm happy to be with you. And... um we have Marie from Buffalo on the line. Hi, Marie. Hi, Mother Miriam. I listen to you as much as I can, and I wanted to know if you could. I love your program. Thanks, Marie. Uh, God bless you. And I wanted to know if you could just do a little recap of uh, your, I think it was your Sunday show, uh, about uh, what's going to happen in October, around October well, Marie, um, I, let's see now, um, Marie, I don't have a live Sunday show, and it oh. could have, it would have been an encore, um, yeah, I don't know what it was about, but I haven't been speaking recently about anything happening in October, um, it could have been a year ago or so. I don't know what that program was. I'm so sorry, but um, at one time we were speaking of the illumination of conscience, the warning that's coming upon us, and it was thought by some it would have happened last October. That may be it. I don't know. But um, nothing is happening in October that I'm aware of. Uh, 
Okay, Mother, that's okay. I was going to ask you for your rice and beans recipe. <laughs> oh, aren't you sweet? Aren't you sweet? It's really delicious, and the sisters make it, so I don't know. We use basmati white rice. I like. I prefer the brown, but the white 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 is much less expensive. And then um, they soak the beans and cook them with some spices. Uh, lots of juice, and we just put them together. But I, I don't have the uh, spice recipe. If I can get it, I'll, I'll give it to you over the air, um, uh, maybe tomorrow. All right, sweetheart. Okay. <laughs> You're so sweet. Right. It's very good. Okay, honey. Okay, All right. thank you, Mother but, Miriam. But, but, Bless you. Yes, thanks. But let me just say um, that um, what you brought up is still valid, that we, we don't know what's going to happen if we'll go into war, um, all the end times predictions we just don't know I don't know, I'm not a prophet but I think, and I mentioned this before that it is smart <clears throat> to make sure you have an absolute minimum of three months of water and food in your house and learn a way to uh, a way to cook it without electricity so if you go on the web there's lots of ways to start fires lots of little uh, makeshift stoves you can have to cook to purify water all of that i think it's time for us to get ready for that okay thank you so much mother miriam uh, all right sweetheart god bless you thanks so much all right um let's see now i am going to go back to um Romans chapter 1, because that's where we are at. That's where we are at. Um, and I, I'll say we were, we were at it before. But um, let me get back to Romans chapter 1, um, where it says um, that the knowledge of God has been created in every single one of us. Uh, what what can be known about God is plain to them because God has shown it to them. God has put the knowledge of himself in every single heart, every single soul that he's created. And therefore, because they have exchanged the glory of the immortal God for images resembling mortal man, birds or animals or reptiles, God gave them up in the lusts of their hearts to impurity, to the dishonoring of their bodies among themselves because they exchanged the truth about God for a lie and worshipped and served the creature rather than the creator who is blessed forever. Amen. I don't know if that uh, little news clip I saw yesterday of the demonstration outside of St. Patrick's in New York with that woman uh, with barely any clothes on whatsoever ripping a uh, uh, stuffed uh, toy babies apart saying I kill babies I kill babies it was so disgusting that in a in a in a past time there's a whole crowd standing around looking at her no one would have allowed that they would have taken her away the police would have come and handcuffed her and taken it away they would have covered her with a blanket and they certainly wouldn't have put it on the news it, we have stooped so low in our society, and especially in America. And for this reason, God gave them up, Romans says, starting at verse 26 of chapter 1, God gave them up to dishonorable passions. Their women exchanged natural relations for unnatural 
and the men likewise gave up natural relations with women and were consumed with passion for one another, men committing shameless acts with men and receiving in their own persons the due penalty for their error. The penalty, beloved, is hell. The penalty for all of this is hell forever unless you repent, every single one. Verse 28. And since they did not see fit to acknowledge God, God gave them up to a base mind and to improper conduct. And I say, the penalty for everyone who practices these things is hell unless they repent. And every single lawmaker and bishop and priest who supports LBGTQ, homosexuality, um, same-sex so-called marriage, gender ideology, gender change, all of that, you have put yourself on the road to hell, every single one of you, unless you repent. It's not my opinion. Read the scriptures. Our Lord has talked about hell more than any other subject in the New Testament. Idolaters, slanderers, homosexuals, even gossips will not see the kingdom of heaven. They were filled with all manner, I'm going back to Romans now, they were filled with all manner of wickedness, evil, covetousness, malice, full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, malignity. They are gossips. Gossips are included in that. So, you know, I will work with anybody who enters this community, Daughters of Mary, Mother of Israel's Hope, for any reason, for any past hurts, for any woundedness, for any immaturity. I will work with them forever. But for gossip, they will be immediately dismissed. For gossip, they will be dismissed. Gossip is murder. It kills. And the list continues. These are people who will not enter heaven. Slanderers, haters of God, insolent, haughty, boastful, inventors of evil, disobedient, those who are disobedient to parents, foolish, faithless, heartless, ruthless. Though they know God's decree, and those who do such things deserve to die, they not only do them, but approve those who practice them. Beloved, if you allow your children to be disobedient to you, you are sending your children to hell, and you will go with them. You have the stewardship of your children to teach them about God, about truth, and not allow a single disobedient or disrespectful word to exit their mouth without proper punishment. Chapter 2 of Romans begins, Therefore you have no excuse, O man, whoever you are, when you judge another, for in passing judgment upon him you condemn yourself, because you, the judge, are doing the very same things. We know that the judgment of God rightly falls upon those who do such things. Do you suppose, this is Paul's writing, but it's God's scripture. I'm not saying these things. God is saying these things. Do you suppose, O oh man, that when you judge those who do such things and yet do them yourself, you will escape the judgment of God? Or do you presume upon the riches of his kindness and forbearance and patience? Do you not know that God's kindness is meant to lead you? 
to repentance. But by your hard and impenitent heart, you are storing up wrath for yourself on the day of wrath when God's righteous judgment will be revealed. For he will render to every man according to his works. To those who by patience and well-doing seek for glory and honor and immortality, he will give eternal life. But for those who are factious and do not obey the truth, but obey wickedness, there will be wrath and fury. There will be tribulation and distress for every man who does evil, for every human being that does evil. The Jew first and also the Greek. And it's the Jew first because the gospel came to the Jew first. And to whom much is given, much is required. There will be tribulation and distress for every human being who does evil, the Jew first and also the Greek, but glory and honor and peace for everyone who does good, the Jew first and also the Greek, for God shows no partiality. Evangelical Protestants do not think that because you have asked Jesus into your heart, you are um, free of this. You are not. Did Jesus take your, the penalty for sin from you? He certainly has. Are you forgiven if you truly put your trust in him and ask his forgiveness? Absolutely. But you continue to live like this, there's no salvation for you apart from repentance. Paul writes, all who have sinned without the law will also perish without the law. And all who have sinned under the law will be judged by the law. For it is not the hearers of the law who are righteous before God, but the doers of the law who will be justified. When Gentiles who have not the law do by nature what the law requires, they are a law to themselves even though they do not have the law. And Paul is talking about the law given to the Jewish people. They show what the law requires is written in their hearts, while their conscience also bears witness, and their conflicting thoughts accuse or perhaps excuse them. On that day, when according to my gospel, which is God's gospel, beloved, God judges the secrets of men by Christ Jesus. The law, the Ten Commandments, is nothing more and nothing less than the law of God written in our hearts at the moment of our creation in our mother's womb. The law of God is written in our hearts. And the Ten Commandments, which if you read the book of Exodus, there's at least 14 there, but they've been um, put into ten. There's three groups of ten, the Jewish group and the Protestant group and the Catholic group, but all the commandments are there, and they're already written in your heart. What God wrote on stone, on tablets, and what is written in paper now in the scriptures is simply the law which God put in the heart of man, and that's why no one is without excuse for not knowing the law of God, because God gave it to them. They know, they have a conscience, they know what is right and wrong every single soul there's the music dear ones for our second break we'll have a, an entire half hour when we come back you're welcome to call in with anything on your heart toll free 1-877-511-5211 one 
1-800-273-5483. You can email at that as well, uh, rather text at that number as well, and email at mother at the station of the cross.com. At the Station of the Cross, we are blessed by the variety of donations our listeners generously contribute for our evangelization efforts. From planned gifts to employer matches, we even receive donations through transfers of stock. Please consider giving a gift of stock to help us continue sharing the love of God with our hurting world. If you are being called by God to donate through a transfer of stock from your brokerage account to ours, please ask your broker to contact us at 1-877-888-6279. Your broker will need to indicate the number of shares being transferred as well as the QCIP number of those shares. That's one 877 Thank you for considering a gift of stock to the Station of the Cross so that we can continue proclaiming the fullness of truth with clarity and charity. Howdy, this is Adrian Fonseca, producer of the Catholic Drive Time Morning Show. We're happy to be with you on the Station of the Cross Catholic Media Network each weekday morning at 7 a.m. We strive to keep you informed and inspired with insightful guests and a look at the breaking news of the day. Join us on the Catholic Drive Time Show every weekday morning at 7 a.m. across the Station of the Cross and the iCatholic Radio app. That's every weekday morning at 7 a.m. We look forward to seeing you there. God love you. As a nonprofit lay organization financially independent from your diocese, our apostolate is listener-supported. Through your generosity, we are able to inspire countless listeners with the gospel message and help lead them to a parish to be spiritually nourished by the sacraments. The Station of the Cross thanks our supporters who have enabled us to broadcast Catholic programs for more than 20 years. Thank you for your continued support, and may God bless you and your family. Welcome to Mother Miriam Live on the Station of the Cross Catholic Radio Network with live video streaming brought to you by LifeSite News and the Station of the Cross. Call Mother with your questions at 1-877-511-5483 or email her at mother at thestationofthecross.com. Welcome back to Mother Miriam Live, beloved. And again, we're here for your calls, your texts, your emails with anything at all that's on your heart. Again, it never has to be our subject. It's your subject. And the toll-free number, 1-877-511-5483, or email at mother at the station of the cross.com. If I've seemed harsh this morning <clears throat> concerning the scriptures and the warnings of our Lord, for those who live in such abominable sin, um, uh, someone needs to tell them. Um, someone needs to tell our president that he is on his way to hell. Um, uh, president Biden, unelected President Biden, um, who claims to be Catholic. Um, if anyone would get this message to him, I'll say, President Biden, it's because you claim to be Catholic that you are so much more accountable to God and will not see heaven. Um, uh, You are somebody's pawn. You are the devil's pawn. Everything you are saying and doing and failing to do is the devil's pleasure. Every single thing you pronounce is the devil's pleasure. You are his child. 
he is your father. Whatever you claim is total deception. You need to repent and convert. And so does everyone, Nancy Pelosi, every bishop, every priest who has bought into this darkness and evil. Um, again, feel free to call in with one eight seven seven five one one five four eight three, 511 5483 or email at mother at com. Um, we have Denise, an email from Denise, which um, I haven't seen this email before, but it, it looks like it was during Holy Week, Denise. You write, Dear Mother, I enjoyed listening to your show on Monday of Holy Week. You spoke about Mary anointing the Lord with her expensive nard, while Judas scolded her for doing it. Jesus defends her actions and speaks of his coming burial. This year, for some reason, um, Denise writes, I have been given the grace to feel in my heart the anticipation in Mary's heart of what is going to transpire by the end of the week. It isn't any visions or anything, just the same sorrow a mother might experience if she knows her child will be going through great suffering and she will not be able to stop it. Hearing about Mary Magdalene's adoration of the Lord by anointing him made me realize that we are all given an opportunity this week, Holy Week, she writes, but this is every week, but especially Holy Week, to do something for the Lord to make reparation for the terrible things that would be done to him. And let me interrupt your um, email, Denise, to say that Jesus said, um, Matthew chapter 25, what you do to the least of them, you do to me. Every abortion is murder. You're killing Jesus again and again and again with every single abortion. Denise says, I ask myself, Knowing how Jesus will suffer so many wounds on his sacred body, how can I honor him now? I intend to take the time to adore the Lord on my own, but I think it would be such a beautiful thing if the Catholic Church could acknowledge Mary's gesture by having an hour of adoration in all churches on this day, where we could all adore the Lord before his passion and great suffering. Thank you, Mother. Love always. Denise from Toronto. Thank you, dear one. Uh, Even though you wrote this during Holy Week, it's true. And and our church here in Beloit, Kansas, uh, has um, 24-7 adoration. And everyone was encouraged during Holy Week to, to have at least one hour of adoration with our Lord. What you're suggesting is truly beautiful. We have um, a comment on Facebook from Ethel who says, I'm transitioning from Protestant to Catholic. Oh, that's so good to hear, Ethel. And trying to learn so much. I've been looking for a parish to attend. This weekend, I streamed Mass from a local parish to see what it's like. I was shocked. Oh, I'm sorry for this, Ethel. How terrible. I was shocked to see women wearing jeans. Then at Communion, The priest put on a mask when no one else was wearing one. I resent that mask. I will continue to look around. I don't know which one to choose, whether Roman Catholic or the other ones. Do you have a suggestion? Yes. Absolutely, Ethel. Go to a Latin church. 
find a Latin mass. You will not see women in jeans. You will not see a priest in a mask now. Uh, go, I mean, you, during the height of COVID, um, they may have worn masks um, to protect the people, if not themselves. But nobody needs to be wearing a mask today. And women do not need to be in jeans and half naked and all of that. So if you, you can look for a reverent novus auto ethel um, or look for a Latin mass, um, which was the mass of the church for all the ages until Vatican II uh, last century. So um, don't discourage us. Don't be discouraged from um, uh, converting to the Catholic Church. Find some good, excuse me, faithful Catholics and ask the priest in a Latin church or a very reverend Novus Ordo church to assist you. I tell you, uh, women dress up, they plan for months for their wedding. They buy the most beautiful dress they can find. They alter it to fit them. They find a veil. They find shoes to match. They go to their own wedding as beautiful as they could be. But to appear before God, they could care less. It's horrible. I think it's awful. And here's a Protestant saying that, saying, how could I become Catholic when the Catholic people are so irreverent? I agree. Um, Apollo writes also on Facebook, um, I have a question. I have, I have no notice of any parish that does a vigil all night on Saturday, just a few hours. I think it would be great to spend all night at the church. Even if we fall asleep, we could sleep on the floor or in benches. Am I saying nonsense? No, you're not. No, you're not. Now, I don't know if you were talking about Saturday during Holy Week, um, because all night on Saturday, again, would be Easter. Um, the vigil would be already the resurrection of Christ. I'm not sure if you're talking about any Saturday because you know also Apollo, O-P-A-L-O, I think, I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right. Um, any Saturday, the Sunday Mass begins at sundown at the Saturday night vigil um, after the manner of the Jewish uh, day. So I don't know why you're saying specifically all night on a Saturday. I don't, I don't know that, Apollo, but um, there was a time when churches were open uh, and not locked. Those days have passed because of the degradation and crime um, uh, that we're experiencing now. But um, I think it'd be wonderful for every church to have um, the, our Lord available throughout the night. Elizabeth writes, Dear Mother, on the way home from Latin Mass yesterday, the couple that takes me home and I were just wondering how the Passover date is determined. I wonder if we didn't have this question before, but it's okay. Um, we kind of know how the Easter date is determined every year, but we were curious how the Passover date is determined. Since you grew up Jewish, I was wondering if you could answer this question. I know that many times in the past, the day of Passover coincided with our Holy Week, usually with the inner week, and sometimes 
even in the same week, thanks and God bless. Actually, um, Elizabeth, it exactly coincided this year. Good Friday was the very Friday that Jesus died on the cross. And it was the reason they killed him, the reason they took him down from the cross. They didn't pierce his legs because he was already dead and they didn't have to break his legs so that his body would um, be suffocated because he was already dead. They took him down from the cross before sundown so that they could celebrate their Passover. So they killed the true Lamb of God in order to celebrate their Passover with dead lambs, four-legged ones. Um, And this year, the Jewish Passover, the first full day was Saturday, but Erev Pesach, that is the evening of Passover, is Friday, and that was the night Jesus was on the cross. So this year, they coincided exactly. Friday was the Jewish Eve of Passover, very, very holy time, and he, and Sunday was the day of his resurrection. It, it was amazing how it happened this year. I don't know or recall how the date of Passover is determined each year, but the, the Jewish calendar is not Gregorian like ours. It is a lunar calendar, um, and their, their days, their year is shorter than ours. And I forget, I don't know, rather, how many... Uh, cycles it takes for us to be, for the Jewish Passover to occur um, on on the the true uh, Good Friday death of the Jewish Lamb, the Jewish Messiah. It happens every few years, but I don't know exactly how it's determined. Um, here's a question that's interesting, a, a text rather. Would Christ have been born regardless of original sin? You know, um, it's very hard. I can't answer that. These are if questions. Suppose that didn't happen. Would this have happened? I can't answer that. Um, And I don't know that anybody truly can. The scriptures say that he is the lamb slain before the foundation of the world. And... um, He is the creator of all things. In the beginning, uh, uh, the Gospel of John says, was the Word, who is Christ. Um, He was in the beginning with God. Uh, He was with God and he was God. So um, without original sin, would he have been um, made flesh and born into the world? Um, I cannot say... I just cannot say he's the lamb slain from the foundation of the world. God sees the end from the beginning. So um, I don't know that I can answer that. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I, I can't imagine. He died for our sins so that I could say without original sins, um, without original sin, and it spread throughout the entire world. Uh, would he have died on the cross for our sins? No. Would he have become a sin offering for us? I can't imagine so if there was no original sin. But whether he would have been born regardless of original sin, uh, I can't answer that question. I don't know. I want to say no, but that's my human reasoning, and I don't know that. But I know he wouldn't have died for sin without original sin. He wouldn't have suffered the death that he did upon
apart from what we caused. Um, Okay, now, let me just see one thing. Um, Again, you're welcome to call in with anything at all on your heart. There's our break, beloved. It'll be our final break and our final segment when we come back. Um, And you're welcome to call in again with anything on your heart. Toll free, 1-877-511-5483 or email at mother at thestationofthecross.com with anything at all on your heart, dear ones. God bless you. We'll be right back. This is Mother Miriam. Many of you are familiar with Mother Miriam Live, but I wonder if you have listened to some of the other programs from the Station of the Cross, such as The Catholic Current. Father Robert McTague discusses important topics in the church and in the world each weekday at 5 p.m. Eastern. You can listen anytime to The Catholic Current as a podcast on the iCatholic Radio mobile app. listening to the station of the cross on your car radio but sometimes find yourself driving outside the listening area never miss another minute of your favorite show download the iCatholic radio app so you can listen anywhere in the world 24 hours a day the iCatholic radio app is available for your phone in the apple store or for your android phone in google play visit the station of the for more information This is Father Frank Pavone of Priests for Life. Paul tells us we must not conform ourselves to this age, but be transformed by the renewal of our minds and know what is good, pleasing, and perfect. This means that in a culture of death, we learn, as John Paul II wrote in the Gospel of Life, that life is always a good, even when it is beset by weakness and suffering. This is Father Frank Pavone, National Director of Priests for Life. Keep up to date with the shows we bring you each day on the Station of the Cross by viewing our programming grid on our website, thestationofthecross.com, and on our iCatholic Radio app. Just click the menu icon in the top left portion of our app and select the link to our programming grid. That's at thestationofthecross.com and on our free iCatholic Radio app for Android and Apple mobile devices. Welcome to Mother Miriam Live on the Station of the Cross Catholic Radio Network with live video streaming brought to you by LifeSite News and the Station of the Cross. Call Mother with your questions at 1-877-511-5483 or email her at mother at thestationofthecross.com. Welcome back, beloved, to Mother Miriam Live. And uh, we have a whole week before us, and I, I want to repeat uh, what I said at the very beginning of the program, that um, you were more wonderful than I could have imagined or asked for during the fun drive last week. You gave so wonderfully and so generously as a whole 
um, the Station of the Cross did not meet its goal. Um, different hours received different amounts of donations, and all total together did not um, meet the expenses that the Station of the Cross needs. So they will be continuing their fund drive off air for a little while. You can go to the thestationofthecross.com. Maybe they'll contact you if you uh, normally receive emails uh, from the Station of the Cross. Um, but if you didn't have an opportunity to give during the fund drive, and you can, um, uh, they need you. I remember when Mother Teresa wanted to build a city of peace, and she went to a particular individual in the government, and um, and he said, uh, at the end, he said, Mother, I'll help you with whatever I can. And she said, um, I don't need your help. The poor do. It's just such a powerful statement. And I, I think it's, it's, it's appropriate. Um, the Station of the Cross needs your help indeed, but they would say their listeners need it, and that's why they want to stay on, because souls need to be saved and return to the church. So... Do what you can, beloved, uh, to support the Station of the Cross financially until they meet their goal. I don't know what's needed yet. I don't know how they fell short, or what by what amount. But um, if you could help, do that and please. And then um, we have the Men's March coming up June 11th in Tallahassee, Florida. And you can go to thestationofthecross.com and um, get all the information about it. And it's being sponsored by the Station of the Cross. They're doing so much for life and to get the news out about Christ, beloved. Uh, just a magnificent radio station, radio network. We have a, an anonymous message from Facebook as well. <clears throat> and uh, this person writes in, Mother, I'm so confused and wonder, am I the only one? Was Russia consecrated or not? I know Father Polari said she had been but others say Our Lady did not accept this. I've been fasting. Um, now, this is since Ash Wednesday. I guess this is also during Holy Week. Should I keep my fast or stop on Easter? I'm abstaining from meat for Lent, so that is separate. Dear one, I cannot suggest um, when and if and how you fast. It's whatever God puts on your heart. I know many good people... Father Polari, um, others, uh, Father Polari is an outstanding priest, and others um, believe that our Holy Father Francis's consecration of Russia was valid, finally. I cannot say, I am in no place to disagree, but I'm also in no place to agree. Um, it was done so late um, Our Lady asked for it to be done in union with all the bishops of the world. That did not happen. Uh, Pope Francis invited bishops but did not ask for the, all of their um, participation. All did not participate. It was already after Russia has spread her errors and the war has begun. So I cannot, I have no way to know. I've also seen the messages that Our Lady did not accept it, and I've also heard. Um, the, the message from good men like Father Polari that Our Lady did accept it. So I, I leave it there. I simply don't know. We have an email from Santino. 
Um, and Santino says, Dear Mother Miriam, my name is Santino and I'm 16 years old with minor autism, Asperger's syndrome. I live in Ohio, which is where St. Matthew Catholic Church is located. I know Santino. I spoke there some years ago when I was on staff with Catholic Answers. Santino says, I get along great with a lot of clergy people of evangelical churches and Protestant churches. wonder why you... You, I'm glad you get along with them, but I hope you're solidly Catholic, Santino. I even get along great with clergy people of different religions. I have a question that I'd like to ask you. My Italian grandfather, who was part of the Roman Catholic Diocese of Steubenville, loves watching documentaries about UFOs. Because people don't believe in UFOs, just like they don't believe there's a God, do you believe that UFOs are a sign from God? Sincerely, Santino. Oh, I don't know that one either, Santino. Um, UFO stands for unidentified flying objects. Do I believe there are under, uh, unidentified flying objects? 100% yes. Um, but they are not equal to somebody believing there's no God. Not at all. Not at all, Santino. So, um <clears throat> Uh, we yet don't know what those UFOs are uh, and so forth. I actually just saw a little documentary on them yesterday. Um, we don't know. And so, um, but it, it, it really doesn't connect with belief in God. Someone can believe in God, believe in God and not believe in UFOs, that they exist. Someone can believe in UFOs and not believe that God exists. Uh, one has nothing to do with the other Santino. You cling to God. If your Italian grandfather uh, loves watching documentaries about UFOs, there's nothing wrong with that. Hopefully, uh, together you will straighten, strengthen your faith in Christ and in his one holy Catholic and apostolic church. God bless you, Santino. <clears throat> um, we have a text from somebody who writes in anonymous, anonymously. I'm trying to catch up because all last week was the fun drive. We didn't take calls or text. And this uh, anonymous person writes, Hi, Mother Miriam. Should we as a family go to church together? Well, offhand, without knowing anything, the answer is always yes. Um, I remember Father um, Patrick Payton's comment, the family that prays together stays together. But she says, it's a she now, because she says, my husband prefers to go to the one closest to our house. Many parishioners there give the Mass a casual air that I dislike, not only because of what we owe to our Lord, but also because of the example for the children. I prefer a church further away that is more reverent. The priest at both the priests at both churches are good. We actually joined both churches. Well, that's not a good deal. The kids participate at one for religious education and confirmation and the other for youth ministry and sports. My youngest son would like to be an altar server, so we need to pick one. What advice and guidance do you have? To complicate this further, there's yet another Latin Mass parish that you would highly approve of and that we have attended but my husband still prefers the closer one. Is this his decision because he is the head of our household? He does not mind that we go to different masses on Sunday, but it bothers me. Thank you so very much. God bless you, Anonymous. Well, I wish you all would go to the Latin Mass, or at minimum, the most reverent um, uh, Novus Ordo. Uh, I do wish that. 
I wish you would go together. I wish you would explain to your husband that heaven uh, is not close and hell is probably a lot closer. His choice is not to go to the closer one, but to the one who will bring him and you and his children to heaven. And if it's irreverent, it's not going to do that. Uh, Church is not a convenience. It's an enormous gift. It's an enormous gift. It's a requirement, but it's also a tremendous privilege. So speak to your husband lovingly. Show him the pain of your heart, that you want the family together, but that you are doing your children a great disservice. You are not raising them in the nurture of the faith. Um, If you take them to a parish that is irreverent, Um, And I would ask him, sweetheart, as the head of the family, would you step up to the plate and take us to the most reverend church, Latin or Novus Ordo. God bless all of you, and we'll speak with you, God willing, tomorrow. God bless you.